episode 110 of the Evil Chief Podcast. Almost messed that up. I'm Colin. This is Stu. Hello. <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about games and wrestling. That's I thought we were going to change it up this week. Oh, why? What do you want to talk about instead? Well, there's something I would like to talk about very, very quickly. Something I watched on TV last night that was really, really interesting. And what was that? Did you hear about this documentary that went out on Channel 4 last night about people eating human meat? No. No? Right. <laughs> so this documentary, which was being done by Greg Wallace, I don't know if you know who he is. He's, he's the bald guy that does a lot of documentaries and judges MasterChef and stuff, right? And um, what a person to make it right. Like, yeah. Continue, yeah, but he he does this doc. He's did this documentary about this miracle meat, and uh, they tell you it's it's being done by you know human DNA. And, ah, it doesn't. T- it didn't tell you that at all until like I have to admit the first five minutes. I was watching this going, what the fuck? And then about ten minutes into it, it started going bonkers and i was like no this is <laughs> mental what the hell and then by the end of it like th- it was basically by the end the, the, by the end of the half an hour it was like the show was going i this is not real just in case but man it was i didn't realize it was the guy that wrote brass eye so it oh! it's actually really well done man it like I say, the first five minutes i was like what the fuck is going on with this i can't believe this is this is a thing then there's this scene, and this is the scene where I clicked, right? <laughs> you know that you know those like the I don't know what they're called, but you know farmers use those like sort of metal, they almost look like two like a measuring thing for measuring cattle's, you know, thighs and stuff, right? It's like mm-hmm. like a big metal sort of it's like two perks or curvy sort of spike things. <laughs> this yeah. old doll was in donating, and this woman was literally using these on her, and I was like Okay, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, uh, it does sound very brassy. Ah, right, man. By the end of it, it was a, that's when I was really like, right, hang on, this is this is all too fucking mental and familiar. And then it came up uh, the writer, and then the the guy at the end. But there was all you know for more of such and such as writings, check out Brassi and all. Is is but that? You see, um, oh, what do you call him? Um, oh. is it the guy? Because he hasn't done anything in ages. I don't. I get you his name. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, where's where's the writers? I can't find the fucking writer. Anyway. anyway. Um. Anyway, sorry. So by the by the it's end of this, Chris uh, Morris. Oh. No, I think he was the guy that was in Brassai. I don't know if he yeah. wrote it. As, oh, he created. Or he might be one of the. He created Brassai. Uh, He's definitely one of the writers as well. Right. right. Well, by the end of this show, uh, <laughs> they have ads for kids' meat and all this here, and how the womb is nature's oven and all this here. <laughs> Some people on the internet didn't catch on that this was satire. You know what? Fucking. They, they they've annoyed the Daily Mail, so you know you're on you're on the right track if you've done that. Oh, they annoyed about. <laughs> Is this Channel Four's most tasteless show ever? Nope, it's satire. <laughs> Fucking calm your tits. 
but there's a bit where like see the ceo with the the company man she's like this proper crazy look they got this crazy-eyed woman to play her and at one point there's a wee woman in the bed about to donate and she's just standing over staring at her going oh we have we have uh, time to take two donations out of you if you want today and the wee doll's clearly looking like oh i don't know if i want to do this but she starts like leaning in closer and closer to her and all you're like this is like super villain shit here I love it, but the the way it was advertised, like during the week, is I've been watching the four player because I've been catching up. Well, not catching up. I've been rewatching through the Venture Brothers because they have their big finale coming out soon. So yeah. I wanted to remind myself of the show. So obviously, I get ads, and the ad for the show kept coming up, and they just they just advertised it. They didn't they didn't warn anybody that this was a spoof or anything. They just advertised that like this was a documentary. And it was just so well done. So I think this is what a lot of people, you know, were tuned in to see what this was. And then we're like, what the fuck? But then I reckon some people didn't watch it to the end and were just disgusted. Probably. How could you even... Uh, you know what? Conservatives? That's... <laughs> you know what the worst bit of it was? Well, in the first couple... I will admit, it took me longer than I probably should have to catch on. It was satire. Because at one point I was like, ah, fuck it, I'd be up for trying that. <laughs> see, see, as soon as you said Channel 4, uh, this, uh, uh, the human meat, I was like, that sounds like an absolute brass eye. But they see the thing about it is, the thing that got me, though, is they actually had a legit chef. He's like a Michelin star chef. And he was like, quote unquote, cooking this meat and all the rest of it and giving his, his, you know, his, his thoughts and all on it. So that's why I was sort of going, Right, because Greg Wallace is not an actor. This chef fucking definitely is not an actor. And I was like, right, so what the fuck is the deal here? But I wasn't too sure if there was this idea of they were just taking a few cells and growing stuff, or as they then showed, they were taking chunks out of people. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then, like I say, they had this whole mad thing at the end with the wings, like they were physically... All I could think of was knowing the Simpsons when the teachers start eating the weights. <laughs> and they had the free range kids and all. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? This is a madman. But then obviously at the end, they, they announced you know, for more satire from, I forget his fucking name, but check out Brass Eye and all the rest of it. So There's a <laughs> ton of writers um, that did Brass Eye. Um... Like yeah, you you have uh, Christopher Morris, and Dave Quantic, Peter Bainham, Jane Busum, Arthur Matthews, Graham Linehan. Um, I didn't know Charlie Brooker wrote for Brass Eye as well. Oh, no, it makes sense. Is there any of those people? Holy crap! Uh, a lot of newspapers were fucked off about this. <laughs> Holy fuck! Uh, very good though. Yep. <laughs> it's like what what are you it's a tv show i mean yeah. it, it is very um it is like something you would see in black mirror well yeah i think that's what they were sort of maybe going for that type of thing and um do you know what i think it is it's because i think they got your man to do it everyone's really pissed off because he does all these serious documentaries <laughs> no he's like oh he's doing a spoof what the fuck and all this here it's like the guy can do different things if he wants. Jesus Christ, maybe he just got bored of doing MasterChef all the time and wanted to do a piss take. Yeah. But no, check that out last night. Um, and 
thoroughly entertaining, especially when there was an alarm going off for an escape child. <laughs> so, yep. It's like, it's only about half an hour. It's probably on the Channel 4 player. It's it's well worth the watch. Like I say, the first five minutes, they do like a proper straight shooting documentary, and then shit just goes mental. Um, um, yeah, I must check it out, because... Yeah, uh, it's, seemed... it's it's very very good, uh, very very good on the old satire. Reminds <laughs> you like the um yeah the pedophile episode of uh, Brasse. <laughs> People lost their shit at that as well. I know. Oh Christ Almighty! Oh. <laughs> Include... I should go back and watch Brasse. Uh, I, it's hard to find. I, I, is it on that Channel 4 thing? Uh, give me two seconds and I'll tell you, because I'm actually logged in, like I said, I've been watching the Venture Brothers, so search. Ah, uh, oh, it is one of the top searches! <laughs> there you go. It is there. All of it. I wonder, are they trying to get, like, a new Brass Eye going? Because, like, because I, I was watching Brass Eye recently, I was like, man, this would work so well now. Hmm. Um... Was there only one episode in season two? Uh there wasn't. There was only one season, and they did a special. Uh, there were seven, ah. seven episodes made all together, and I think ah, there, there was a there was a bit of doubt around airing that uh, pedophile that episode. Uh, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's such a good show. Yep. And again, some people just did not get it. Hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, um, but it, it's my, like I, I've been playing a bit of Grand Theft Auto Five, um, mm. and you know the the radio stations when you're when you're out in the uh, out in the countryside, oh, yeah. uh, one of the radio stations changes to this real like uh, country conservative, you know, yep, or take my guns sort of radio station, and it's yep. uh, like obviously it's Grand Theft Auto, so it's very heavily satire but this is like a good few years ago now um mm. and the shit they were putting in then is like it's supposed to be it turned up to 11 is like oh it's so fucking ridiculous but no that's actually stuff american conservatives be just saying now yeah yeah <laughs> it's like this is because this is the norm now you, like, you thought this was recorded last week oh it's like a, i was listen listen to it and the, the things are coming i was like Man, like it was always like, ah, this is this is what they're thinking. Why they're saying whatever they're saying. It's like, no, they're just saying this shit now out loud. It's yep. fucking nuts. Eh? We live in a satire, basically. We, we we actually have we 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 are now living in what we used to call a satire. It's mad, but yeah, that that just last night just absolutely brilliant. Just just going, what the fuck? Whoever came up with this is a genius. So that uh, was good laugh now. Um, you play any games then? Right, so obviously I got myself a Steam Deck and I was on the Steam sales and all the rest of it so I thought, right, I'm going to sit down I'm going to play Serious Sam 4, finally and this game shows a Steam Deck verified right? Mm-hmm. and the fucking thing won't launch at all that's fucking bullshit <laughs> I agree, Tony <laughs> I agree, TK like, I don't get it. It's like you press play and it sort of starts to load. 
Now, it loaded for like five minutes. I was able to do the first level, and it was running like shit. And I noticed all the settings were on like ultra. So I was like, all right, I better turn these settings down. As soon as I turned the settings down, the game froze up. And then it just won't start now. I have uninstalled it twice and downloaded it twice again. Um, It won't start. So what I have had to do is put the Steam Deck into desktop mode, go into Serious Sam's files, delete the configuration file, and then it will start up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But it'll run like pissing ultra settings. So it, it wants to run on ultra and won't run on anything else? As soon as I try changing, the game freezes up and then just won't won't start up again because I've changed the configuration or something. So but this game is Steam Deck verified apparently. And I'm thinking, who the fuck gave the old clear on this? He's fat! <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, maybe so, this is a bad thing. Me discovering this. <laughs> oh, this, this is the best thing ever. Um, so instead of just playing Deus Ex, Mankind Divided on the Steam Deck, and I, can't go I played. Yeah, I played a lot of Deus Ex, Mankind Divided before, but now I get it. And, and so the big difference is obviously you can do the sixty frames now, but the PS4, when the piece, when you know, when Deus Ex came out, the PS4 out still would have been. Yeah, it originally came out in the PS3, that first one. The first one was PS3, and then Mankind Divided was PS4. Hmm. PS4s would have been, I wouldn't say, you know, up there with PCs, but they would have been able to run the likes of Mankind Divided. If you remember, like, that generation was severely underpowered from the get-go. Oh, okay. Um... You see the graphics on the PC version, even on a Steam Deck compared yeah. to the PS4. That's fucking crazy, the detail and all. I like I've, wouldn't I've played through this game like so many times, and I'm just sort of looking at things going, Wait, did this game always look this good? Nah, I couldn't have done. Like you can see the individual threads and Jensen's coat and everything. And it's like, yeah, I've never seen this shit before. So not only am I playing it smoother, but it looks way better as well. And the load times, oh my god, the fucking load times are just non-existent. On like the fucking PS4, you were waiting like 90 seconds each time. So, I'm having the best DSX experience ever, because I've got the whole DSX library on the thing, although I'll never play Invisible War ever again. But I've got one, three, and four. Happy days. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that. <laughs> What's wrong with Invisible War? It's just that last level shite. That last <laughs> level is so bad. It's it basically it goes, every decision you've made in this game is pointless. You need a rocket launcher or you're not getting through this game. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, I decided to build a stealth thing. And the game just looks and goes, well, you're fucked because you'll need a rocket launcher. You didn't build a fucking stealth build. Stop lying. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but if you did. The, the first time I played it, though, I think I half did. Because DSX, I don't go in like a lunatic. I like to be like, you know, cyber sleuth spy man. And, you know, the first time I played it on the original Xbox, I had like a half stealth build. So when I got to the last level, I just couldn't beat the game because there was all these boys running around me, rocket launchers, just wrecking me. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And you're like, ah, they can see you through the walls. They're ringing, you can't take cover. They're just coming tearing at you. And you're like, what the fuck? So yeah, Invisible War had some really dodgy design choices for that last level. I suppose those haven't got a 
re-release or anything this this generation. Well, now that um, who is it? Embracer, Embracer? did they get this X? Ah, but they uh, they think... they burnt all their money. Oh, that's right. They own Lord of the Rings. <laughs> all sorts of buying all sorts of shit and then nah. shitty games. Um, now they have <laughs> no money left. Insert tech and noise. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have to stop playing with it. Fat ass! Fat son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> that line better be in Twisted Metal. I swear to God. What's that one? No, it's, it's a, someone calling Sweet Tooth Fat and I'm going crazy or something. Alright. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, that's what I've been playing then, so I couldn't actually play. Although I'll have a game to talk about next week because I've just downloaded Dark Tide and it runs pretty well on the old Steam Deck. Yeah, so you've got that that running. Um, mm-hmm. and... I've only played literally the first mission, so I built one of the big boys for my character and made him look like Lemmy, obviously. Oh, uh, you went Ogren? Ah, that's what he is, yes. He's a big son of a bitch and he starts with a shovel. He does. His Just big a ass, shovel. Big ass gets in your way. <laughs> oh, right. I have to do it again. He's fat. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to get on, and I guess it'll be a good idea. It's, it's, I haven't played in a while, so going back to the easier difficulty is probably be a good idea to get, get mm. into it again. <laughs> Get a bit of co-op going with the boys, be a good laugh. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if there's been much in the way of updates to it. Um, I know, like, just from the patches and stuff I've been reading, it's mostly fixes and things yeah, like that. So, which is a bit disappointing, considering that uh, Vermintide Two is getting like new levels and stuff. Yeah, it's still getting content. Yeah. Vermintide's so damn good, though. Well, hopefully someday Dark Tide's at that level. Because they obviously don't give mm. up on games. Because I remember when Vermintide 1, and pretty much when Vermintide 2 was released, they had rough launches as well. And now look at them. Yeah. Now, guess, granted, uh, Vermintide was on PlayStation for eight, 18 months later. How long has Dark Tide been out? Not even a year, is it? No. Um, no. When did it, was it October? Was it like October November? last year? Something like that. Actually, I, you're about right, Ty. You're about right, Ty. Um, yeah. Yeah, look forward to so, getting so. a good smash at that then. Uh, like the game, solid. Um, so that, from, yeah. from the tiny little bit I played, it definitely came across solid. A lot of options as well for your graphics and stuff. So I'm probably sure if I really wanted to, I could tweak it and get me 60 frames. But to be honest, it just looks so damn impressive on medium settings that I just went, yeah, this will do me fine. I can play it. Fuck it. Let's go. Need to get into those uh, those fucking big hordes to see how it keeps. Yeah, it that's, keeps up that, that'll be the big test. That'll be the big test. Um, I haven't played... What like I've been playing mostly, um, a very I don't want to say boring, but everyone's gonna think that's boring. It's another farming game 
It's mixed with a JRPG. Uh, but it's a right. long-run series, Rune Factory 5. Man, I was playing that Harvestella. It's like a better one mm. of those, but with worse graphics. Oh, okay. Which is the better version? Sorry. Rune Harvestella? Uh, Rune, Rune Factory is definitely better than Harvestella. Uh, All right, okay. Yeah, that, that, that's just like one of those um, after work, I'm going to play an hour or two of this, and it's relaxing. Uh, that's all it really is to it. You know, you're growing vegetables. And then you're going out and smacking things with uh, <laughs> with Wolverine claws. Can't argue with Wolverine claws. <laughs> um, but I did last night for some reason downloaded uh, Exo Primal real quick and played a few games of it and had a good time. So, uh, did you play that? No, it's on Game Pass. Ah, I wonder can I get game pass on the Steam Deck? You can. I think you have to jump through a few hoops, so. Yeah. Um, but it can be done. Hmm, cool. Uh, but yeah, it's like I played two games of that, and um, they got into the like some of the story stuff, which is kind it's kind of who gives a fuck, hey? Um, yeah, it's one of them games it doesn't need it. It's weird because, right, so in this world we have established dinosaurs, there's dinosaur weather where dinosaurs fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in a team that deals with that shit, uh, with the mech suits, but it isn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, that that's enough, we just do that, That that is the game. No, it's not that. It's like you crash land and you're... you're your big plane um, on the island where this all apparently started and then the weird AI uh, transports you and other people from other alternate realities four years into the past to play in these games and that's what the game is. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) And you're stranded on this island. Um, Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, that once you get into the games and you sort of get a feel for some of the the characters, well, like in that beta, we didn't give it much time. Played that one and got confused. Mm. But it's it seemed that this time through it was like a, a lot more, just felt a lot more straightforward to me. I, I think we just got completely fucking overrun by the enemy team when we came to them and didn't know what was going on. But when you, I just sp- been very confused, going, "What the fuck is happening here?" But yeah, well, the, this time with the the games I played, it was I got the same one. There was the escort one as well. I know there's different ones, but uh, um, I we we just sort of got in there and um did the same race to the the finish. Uh, you're stopping along the way. It'll give you a wave of dinosaurs. You kill them all. Run to the next one. Kill the next wave of dinosaurs, and then there's like a boss. Um. Kind of dinosaur, but I give you like a T Rex or a uh, Triceratops or something big as the last one, and then you go and you do the escort thing. Um, but it was sort of knowing this time. Uh, I think I like learning the the different maps as well would be important. But knowing as soon as you see those red guys on the horizon, you just start fucking giving them everything. Um, right. And I think yeah, yeah, once once you've sort of, you know, you know how the game sort of 
like how a game generally plays and um mm. what you're supposed to do it's actually really fun hmm or at least I was, I was having fun last night anyway um look into that then it's it's like it's like playing world war z well that was the thing i remember seeing it going i, I do remember playing the the, the the beta and going i wanted this to be fun because you know like as you say world war z but with fucking dinosaurs and who doesn't like adding dinosaurs into shit so i remember just as you say i think we were all just confused going what the fuck's going on we you, you weren't really explained anything too well about what was actually happening in the game and shit so maybe we should have given it a bit more time yeah this takes you through a tutorial um a bit i see me you know, it's through the story, like the first time you get uh, zapped to this other world and then you meet this other character and you go, and then it gives you an AI team and you go through um, like the the, the parts um, of a game, except for the, the PvP part at the end. And also, mm. it's not guaranteed to be PvP at the end, there's PvE at the end as well. And mm. in matchmaking, you can actually pick which one you want. Uh-huh. Uh, but you get the extra XP if you go to random, so you ah. take either. Um, but uh, yeah, if you don't want to do PvP, you don't have to. That's a cool idea. But the PvP part is such like a tiny bit at the end. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it lasts a couple of minutes at the end. Uh, so someone will win, and it doesn't take anything away from you. The whoever wins that gets a bonuses. They get a, a bit of bonus XP, but you still get plenty of XP for going through the thing anyway and doing your, your dinosaur calls and what have you. Okay. Well, that's nice, at least, that, you know, even if you don't do the bit at the end, you still get rewarded for kicking ass during the game. Yeah. I think hmm. it, it's... Um... Screw on you. Yeah. I haven't looked at any of the, the battle pass shit or anything like that, but, yeah. No, no. I figured it would have that type of thing, obviously. Yeah, but I think that's all. Like, it has... Like, you can just buy skins, and it has a battle pass. It has what Street Fighter has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's all. The, so, the... Like, most of the skins in the game, you're going to buy with the in-game currency, and you can't buy that any other way. I don't think. I don't think you can buy mm. that. Um, And it throws it at you, like... Mm. Um... And then there's like, you know, store only skins, which are their yeah. special ones, and then um whatever whatever the hell they put in, in the battle pass. Um so it's it's not too too bad on that front. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it might be something that, that's that's worth an overlook. Definitely having fun with it last night, anyway. Yeah, I might definitely have to look into that then. Like I say, if I can maybe work out the, the few wee hoops needed to get the game pass, I can you know, buy it for a wee month or two, download it, and give it a go. Hmm. Hmm. It's it definitely. Is. I I know it's like um, people have written scripts that do it all for you. Um. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That you can just download, but like um. There's another thing that you might be interested in that's on there at uh, Serious Sam Siberian Mayhem. Yeah, that's like a spin-off to uh, 4. Yeah. 
Yeah. If I can't get the, if I can't get four working though, I don't know about even trying another one. Maybe it might, might work. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna fiddle around before at some point and see if I can get it working because you know it just doesn't get verified for the crack. Yeah, um, it doesn't make any sense that it would stop working when you reduce the the quality mm. and it's not like a demanding game no like my pc can run it for god's sake mm. that goes to show you it really is not that demanding right uh let's talk about some game news Got a couple things mm. here let's talk about armor core no actually um <laughs> i had that out of out of order, I was going to talk about the Gundam Evolution game shutting down first. Yeah, now that was the <clears throat> this was the PvP free to play game, wasn't it? This was the Overwatch thing, I. Yeah, that I remember seeing it going, "Oh, that looks half decent," and then it never really got announced when it got released, so I never actually played it. Yeah, it was a free to play thing that was. Uh, I think it was just very grindy. Oh, was it? And stuff and that. Um, but yeah, it didn't didn't have great reviews. Um, it's oh, sitting right. mixed on Steam at the minute. Um, you know, people mm. like the it's the usual free to play stuff. Uh, greedy, yeah. greedy developers. Uh, it's bad, badly balanced stuff like that. Yep. Um, but then there's some people saying it's like uh, there there was definitely something here. But again, that's a that's an hour free to play game. I know we've been sort of counting them here. <laughs> um, yep. As they come out, uh, didn't even have a year, a full year. Twentieth September, it, it came out last year. Fucking hell! Hey? Um, I mean, there's there's probably potential for like a, a Gundam themed sort of hero shooter or something multiplayer like this but uh it's just they they want to like the most important thing is like i use the fandom and people's connection to to the whole series mm-hmm. to like ah, oh, you want to buy the 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 zaku or you know whatever ones from your favorite series uh, and get you to spend probably way too much money on that yep. um, which is the that's why I, uh, one, when I see, especially a licensed free to play game, it's immediately just like, uh, mm. I don't, I don't want to go near this. Um, and I'll, I don't know if it did. No, I don't think it did the, the gacha style stuff where it's like, yeah, who knows what you're gonna get. Oh yeah, I don't th- don't think it did that. Um. But yeah, uh, no refunds, so... Oh, of course not. <laughs> you can still buy the stuff. Funny. <laughs> Thanks, Chump. <laughs> you can still buy the shit until tomorrow. Uh, there's, there's nothing worse than what people do that. Uh, we're closing this game down, but uh, uh, you can still buy it. At <clears> least, <throat> uh, Friday the 13th, then, boys, but right, this game is shutting down December 2024. So what we're doing is the game is now, like, I think it's 90p permanently, and... Mm. All the DLC is like fifty p each for DLCs. That that just goes to show like the attitude uh, and just how stingy like 
the the big publishers are and how much they do not give a fuck about a a fan base because they should be like right this didn't make money um so we're just gonna close it so it closes on the 30th of november um Mm. but jingle is like as a thanks to people who did give it a go here's everything Mm. we'll just unlock the whole thing no yep i don't see why they wouldn't do that like it's just pure fucking pettiness really (laughs) i think Um, you've seen that story where gun did that on friday the 13th they just unlocked everything for everyone that has yeah Uh, it just went right everyone's fucking got everything done and i have to admit i was like holy shit i didn't actually realize because i i was out of nosiness i actually loaded it up on the the switch and i thought jesus i didn't realize there was so much to actually unlock in that game that's fucking mad. I, I'm gonna honest, only... I thought it was already dead. Well, it's I, got this mad we loyal fan base. I thought you, know? you could only do peer to peer though. Yeah, that's that is how it works. So why are they shutting that down? I honestly don't know. I, I don't know what they're shutting down because <laughs> they shut I, I they shut down their servers ages ago. Well, had- yeah, that's the thing, because see if the host is playing as like a, a survivor and they get murdered, nine times out of ten, it pops up on your screen. You have been kicked because the host quit. And you're like, all right, somebody killed the fucking host then. And also it ran like shit because it was peer-to-peer. Yeah, it did run really fucking badly because it was peer-to-peer. Because the, when the game started, it was peer-to-peer. And then they got servers, and then they closed those down, so it went back to peer-to-peer. So you're asking a good question. What are you actually shutting down? Or is this a licensing thing where they have to turn the online off or something? And they're not allowed um, to sell it anymore? I'm not sure. Because I know after December 24, it's been taken off marketplaces and stuff. Yeah. So I'm guessing it could be a license thing. But then does that mean, is that the same for any licensed game now? Are you, are you going to tell me in a couple of years' time that the guys that make Evil Dead are going to try and go, I were shutting this down. I'd be like, you fucking better not. <laughs> uh, fucking money and time I put into that game. That, uh, that, that is part of the problem with those live service online games. Like you can lose all that stuff. I get that. Any moment. I get that happening to be a free to play game, but I've paid money for this. Doesn't I have it, bought matter. this. In those, in that, uh, in the terms conditions, they will have uh, a reserve right to. You know, shut down at any point. See, I have to admit, this is what put me off. Well, other than the, the core gameplay, even the idea of it. Now I'm looking at the Texas Chainsaw game and going, nah, because, you know, I could enjoy this. And then two years later, they go, nah, shut down. Mm hmm. 100%. So, uh, uh And honestly, I, I can't see. I, I don't see them. Their, their philosophy of let's have more players being the answer to uh, what's next for, for these asymmetrical multiplayer games, yeah. horror games. Like, there's so many of them and they're all the same. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think, what is it? Is it five versus two or three versus Oh, Texas Chainsaw? Yeah. It's three against, I think it's three against five. Yeah, that's a that's a weird sort of split. <laughs> I think it's the idea is eight, the 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 three different family members all control a different part of the map. 
instead of having like right. one guy trying to run around an entire map. So Leatherface is best in the basement and the hitchhiker's best out in the garden. And I think the cook is the best in the house. So I think that's the idea behind right, it. Right, so but that's the, from the, the hook. Nah, that's the hook guy, definitely. But the, the only problem I've seen with this, and as soon as i seen it happen, I went, nah, no fucking chance am I playing this now. All the, the survivors get random perks, and one of them is to do a shoulder tackle and knock the family member flying. Never, <laughs> never in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre did I ever see anyone shoulder tackle Leatherface and him go flying. That seems like it's, uh, I'll get abused. Yeah, from even the fucking beta test matches I watched, everyone was equipped on this and just shoulder tackling everybody. I was like, right, fuck this thing. Mm, uh... <laughs> We're gonna catch the spirit of the Fulhams, I because the Fulhams are wild known for boys just running into the fucking family members shoulder first. Like the spirit of the Fulhams is like pure uncomfortable for ages, and then like punch yep. shit and terror for the last ten minutes. Yep, like it's slow That's... build up and anticipation. There's. Mm. I don't think you can capture the spirit of the films in a game no. with with humans. You could probably do no. like a single player thing. Well, yeah, well, I, that, that would have been. Could. Yeah, that would have been way cooler. Actually, you just trying to escape the house with them boys as AI, fucking hunting around looking for. You. Yeah, multiplayer horror just isn't scary. That's the problem. It isn't. Well, anyway, Gundam Evolution's shutting down. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> we'll be back well, uh, sometime next year with uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre shutting down. <laughs> um, Friday the 13th outlasted. <laughs> well, when when we lose one mech thing, we gain another. Mm. Armor Core 6. We got some... This fucking brilliant we got some new footage here um i don't know if you've seen the most recent one which was like two hours ago or something oh fuck no i haven't seen that now um right so people have got their hands on it uh like influencers and websites oh, yeah. and that like Maddie Vidge's done a playthrough is a video up now uh on his playthrough but they they have put out a it was basically a showcase earlier today about right, here's here's what you're going to do in the game here. Here's how it plays. Um, hmm. And it does look fucking fantastic. Um, they just talk you through this sort of stuff you're doing. And they also put a, uh, a story trailer up, up, but I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> it does look like they've gone down the uh, souls route for the story in this. I, I There's don't... a lot of people going, I don't know what this, I don't know what's going on here. And everyone's all, Okay. Oh, you're you're not supposed to yet. You're supposed to know what's going on once you play it. I don't think it'll go down the souls route in the point where you're gonna be reading item descriptions and getting bits no, of no, lore. No. I don't I think, think it's, it's gonna. No, I don't think it'll go down that far. But I think the idea of you maybe just—I love the idea of you just playing through a game, not knowing who characters are, and just sort of figuring shit out as you go. Well, you're instead of you know. You're Two like, hour cutscene at the start. Yeah, you're you're a nameless uh, mercenary yeah. um, pilot C four six two one. So mm. uh, 
like there, there's there probably there there will be a story there. There will be something going on. Um, and and I think it, it this will be different from the Souls games, whereas like always the way the the story's told in the Souls game, it's very sort of retrospective. You're showing yeah. up and shit's already all happened. Um, mm. and you're going through trying to piece together what the fuck. Um, and and then fix the thing at the end whereas this is like it's gonna be like you know missions uh mercenary missions so there's probably stuff going on in the back of there but it's probably very easy for you to go like yep i'm and the mercenary i'm just doing the mercenary thing pay me um just here to kick ass and get paid yeah yeah it's uh from the gameplay stuff it looks very zippy around shooting Mm. Jump at the, the the movement looks looks really cool. Um, things blow up real nice. Yes, they do. Explosions <laughs> um, look fucking brilliant on it. And then, but by, by the the look of of the menus, uh, uh, it looks like there's a a lot in there. Which, uh, from what I know about Armor Core, which isn't a lot. Um, yeah, that stuff gets fucking. You know, deep. Uh, oh, yeah. customization. Yeah, like putting your. Oh yeah. You're basically building the mech. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can change every part, and I don't think we're yep. gonna get away with fashion souls this time. <laughs> oh yeah, you'll still get to do that. I don't know, man. Every- I remember in Armor Core Two, I had big slow moving tank tracks just because <laughs> it looked awesome. <laughs> I like. If we're all honest with ourselves, the armor in Souls games and uh, Elden Ring and that doesn't matter a fuck. Who cares? Nope, never have. <laughs> I always just want the coolest looking armor. Well, what I thought was the coolest looking armor. Obviously, different people have what their accounts of what they think is cool. And that was the first. I like, in Bloodborne, Bloodborne. The moment I got a top hat, never came off my head. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the uh, different armors in Bloodborne did. Um, no. I just picked who had the like. I'm pretty sure it was the top hat. It was German's coat, uh, Gascoigne's gloves, and the knight boots. And I just looked like a proper gentleman. And I was like, "Yep." See, always, I, always in those games, my defensive uh, philosophy was: let's not get hit. Yeah. So as long as the armor was light enough. That's all I was worried yep. about. Uh, other yep. than that, it was like let's let's wear whatever effect looks good. But in mm. Armored Core, it's like you'll change your head, and you know, I don't know exactly what parts do, but different things will like right. This is how much fuel you have. This is how much ammo you can carry. This is like all the different mm-hmm. parts seem to play into a lot more into how your your dude your your mech's gonna play. Um, yeah, it's very similar to uh, Mac Warrior. Uh, that's not a game I know about either. Oh, well, well, I the same type thing. Nothing about mech games, to be honest. <laughs> and and mech warrior can choose different arms and things, but your smaller arms will have will make you lighter and give you a higher top speed, but you'll carry less ammo. Or you can go for like the big brute type mechs, but it'll take you fucking ages to get across a map. But when you finally do get across that map, you can 
you know, unleash hell, but that it does mean you'll also pick up all the aggro because, you know, the enemy will see this big thing lumbering over the hill and go, right, everybody turn your fire on that or we're all going to die. So, yeah. It's mm. just, I'm guessing Armored Core will go down the same route. If you go down the sort of heavier thing, you, you'll basically be a tank. You're, you're literally a tanks type yeah, class character. Yeah. And I think, uh, from what I've seen in these games, it encourages you to experiment, mm-hmm. um, where you can freely switch. Like you'll, you know, you'll have to buy the parts, but then you can sell that mm-hmm. part back for the same amount and stuff. Or you just collect up parts and, um, and it's like just between missions, you're just switching to whatever. So you, if you find a mission, it's like oh, I need. I need to be more heavy in this one. I need a big heavy weapon. And you change that, and then the next one you can be flying about. So, like, you're you're not like in more in Souls games and like Elden Ring let you respect, but you're you're not committing to like oh, I'm the this entire game. This is a strength build, or you know, this is an intelligence build. This is seems more like a uh, mission to mission. You might have might need to do a completely different build depending on the mission mm. <clears throat> so that like that so that that'll be the the biggest sort of differences um and it, it being mission based uh you get this you have repair kits and you, you're not resting as far as i know you're not resting somewhere and respawning all the enemies you're just doing do the fucking mission finish the mission oh, yeah. or die yeah. and try yep. again I think there's like uh, refuel pods that you, you so imagine you come to your, your bonfire area, but instead of lighting a bonfire, you hit a button and it drops a pod down and that'll give you, it's like a checkpoint basically that gives you an ammo redump or if it's anything like Armored Core 4, you can you have a choice between a medbot or an ammo crate. So, you, mm. you know, if your health's going okay, but you're low on ammo, you can choose. Or if you're thinking, actually, I'm okay for ammo, but I took a beat in there, give me health. So that's how they did it in the older games. Uh, there's also be some uh, leaked box art, maybe. Mm. Um, saying that it's going to be six-player uh, PvP. Yep. Well, they've always been in the Armor Core game, so I would have been shocked if it wasn't. Um, because the thing I've always enjoyed about the Armored Core PvP is you literally build your fucking mech and then you take it online and go right. Let's see how this thing handles against actual other people. Then you go up against someone who's put like a thousand hours in. <laughs> yeah, but they can they can only still do so much with their parts. That's that's what it, a single person will not win a match in Armored Core. That's the thing. Oh yeah, That's but I mean I, they they've figured out the perfect build. You know, I like you you get people in Elden Ring come in with all these you know, their their meta builds. They're like yep. firing off spells, like buff spells. <laughs> I did none of that. I engaged <laughs> with none of that. <laughs> My funniest memory in Elden Ring is when the boy trying to invade us and we were in like that place that was like the school. And uh, he got he spawned in on the corridor, and me and you were just standing at either end of the corridor, and he had nowhere to go. <laughs> so if he turned to face me, he was getting me in the back, and if he turned to face you, he was getting me in the back, and we just beat the shit out of him. 
It literally had nowhere to go. And he came in, you know, with his fucking taunts and his magic and all that there. And I'm pretty sure you had something pretty big in your hand and I had my big fucking club. So he had a bad time. Walked into Unga Bunga time. <laughs> Flaunting his magic in Unga Bunga town. <laughs> Get that intelligence out of here. <laughs> big stick hit hard. It's a cool. We came to the school of magic to wreck the place. <laughs> magic is heresy. Take his fingers out of your fat asses. <laughs> That's what you're going to be doing when we're finished with you. <laughs> Sweet. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Armored Core. Yeah, same. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, they've announced the entire lineup of DLC before they announced the entire lineup of whoever's in the game. Is this normal? Yeah, for MK it really is. So they announced the, in MK11, they announced the combat pack before the game was out, and they announced the combat for MKX, because everyone went mental that it was um, Jason and Predator and the game wasn't even out yet, so everyone was buying it. The only thing I'll give MK though, it's kind of clever because they go, "Hey, here's here's the DLC you get if you buy our, you know, you know, special edition." Yeah. You know, some games you go, "Oh, buy this and you get the season pass," but we'll not tell you what. Yeah, it. I give them that. Um, at least they're being transparent about what you're buying. Um, mm. Well, for the first one anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who's in this first part? You got Ermac Homelander from. Boys, Omni Man from uh, that other comic book thing. Invincible. Invincible, that's what it's called. Peacemaker uh, from a third comic book thing. Uh, Quan Chi. Quan Chi. Uh, I see it's called. Uh, um, and Takeda? Takeda. Yeah, it's not how I'd say that, but whatever. <laughs> It could be worse. You could be Ian Riccoboni trying to say Andrade El Idolo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Idolo. No, it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse again. Um, it, you could be... Um, oh, I forgot his name. The other commentator. Shit. The New Japan No, no. Oh, Kevin Kelly? You could be Kevin Kelly trying to say Andrade El Idolo. <laughs> the, the two of them just can't get Jesus their head right um, Kevin Kelly with the best part because like the next week he was like, uh, "Thanks to everyone for correcting me." And, uh, uh, you know, thanking Nigel McGuinness for do do lingo to teach him how to say it, and then he said it wrong again. Yes, he did <laughs> in a completely different way. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, but anyway, so, uh, he will be an interesting character because. He was like from the new generation of MKX, so, but then this is a whole new universe. So, you know, I, 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 sorry, I'm gonna. Have to, it's Takeda. Takeda? I, I don't. I don't care what the game says. I don't care what Ebun says. That okay. what they have written there is Takeda. If it was Takeda, that would be an I, not an E. Sorry to be a stickler, but the, I'm right I, and Ebun's wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, did you see the last trailer as well, where they sort of, they've changed up Baraka? Well, they haven't, Baraka is there, and he is the same, but he's not, his 
people aren't a race anymore. They're a disease. That's a bit... Uh... <laughs> so you, you catch this thing called Tarkhan and you become like that. Right. And that's what's happened. All oh, right. Aye, aye. That's I, what's I happened it. to Malia. Yes, yes. Um, uh, first uh, thing uh, I will say... Oh, what what is with me, uh, Liu Kang? Yes, that's a bit ra- racist. <laughs> Turn your entire race into a disease. <laughs> it's about fucked up, Liu Kang. What are you doing? Yeah, um, I, I, I swear to God, see if I like if I was aware that this was a new universe, I'd be like, hey, what the fuck are you up to in this here? He's definitely a bad guy. He, he is. He, he's gonna be a pure ego maniac, like. Um, yeah, so there's that, no, there's no Shira Ryu this time. It's just the Lin Kuei. Yeah. So where's it? Is Scorpion just in the Lin Kuei then? Yeah, Scorpion and Sub Zero are actual brothers, and they're just in the Lin Kuei. But for some reason, uh, I think there, I think there's a bit of animosity because, like, because Sub Zero got the, the the frost powers of their father, he's sort of favored more. Right. And. And Scorpion's the complete opposite. He is literally hellfire. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty cool too, Dad." He's like, "No, you're the opposite of cool, son." I'm sorry. Scorpion's always been better. Yeah, he has been. Always. And now he's got rope dart things. Uh, they are new characters, so this is the base roster. So you have Baraka, um, Tanya, mm-hmm. and Lamy. Lee, Lee May. Lee May. Yep. Um, so she's the first people to, or sort of person to be announced. Uh, oh, no, no, because Kenshi's in there, isn't he? Uh, yes. So 3D era, you have Kenshi and Lee May now. No. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had any brand new guys yet, have we? I wonder, will they, though? Because this is like might, a rebirth. Might not. Yeah, might not. <clears throat> Wonder... I, I would be okay with that though, because of the <laughs> changes they're making as well. I would not have a new ones. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. Um, yeah, like this whole cameo thing. I mean, they're gonna throw so many people into that as well throughout Mortal Kombat's history. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, like, the cameo stuff. It doesn't doesn't worry about any sort of lore canon no. stuff, so they can just it's just do do whatever they want there. Mm. Um. So, so yeah, that that's out soon. That's why I say Armored Core is out like next month in August. Mm. Um. So soon, MK September, North September game. Uh, yep. Starfield. Uh. Yep. It's not really new, right? but it's just some 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 fucking guy who spent like two hundred hours reverse engineering the skill tree for Starfield, and I'm just like, why have you done this? What do you mean reverse engineering? Well, he has gone through all of the um, all of the footage they've shown multiple times in slow right. motion to see all the right. stuff that's being done in the game, and then right. uh, made a theoretical skill tree. A theoretical skill. A theoretical <laughs> skill tree, and said it spent it spent two hundred hours doing it, and um, I I've like. I've never, Why? I have never liked anything in the history of things. 
mm. enough to to, <laughs> to no. do that. Why? That's a that's a madman thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I don't get that at all. It, it serves no purpose <laughs> because you don't even know. Like you, you can't even go. Oh, look! I've got the full skill tree thing. For it's like no, you've literally just got the footage that's out there and turned it into a nice wee graph thing because you have no idea what's actually going to be in this full game. Yeah, you uh, just wasted two hundred hours of your life. Thought that was a bit mad. That that has to be yep. some compulsion or something going on there. Because uh, like seriously, um. The ESRB, which is the rating board for America mm. and Canada, apparently, mm. um, is playing with the idea of using uh, official recognition software of some description right. uh, that would ask parents to consent to a child playing a game. Hmm. Uh, seems kind of complicated. Com- com- complicated. Um. You know, you could just say, "Well, uh, actually, this is even a step further than that." So, at the minute, the ESRB ratings aren't enforceable by law. Not like the BBFC and the PEG. So, you know, over here, like, like game can't sell eighteen rated yep. games to people under eighteen. Well, they're not supposed to. <laughs> they're not supposed to, no. Uh, that's not the case in America. But then this takes it one step further and is asking the ESRB to like literally stop. Uh, like The parent has to pass this thing, um, software thing, to allow their child to play a game. Uh, yeah, so the kid puts a game in and then, like, a thing will pop up, please get such and such to stand in front of the camera or something to say this is okay. Yeah, and then they go, hey, that's okay. I, I guess that's um, fine since, you know, parents should pay attention to what their kids are playing. That's yeah, that's and that's obviously one. there's loot boxes and or fucking, you know, if you've got microtransactions in a game and you do this technology thing, you know the face recognition that could also stop a lot of you know accidental purchases from your kids yeah it's gonna it, it's the sort of thing we fucked up they're, they're saying like if it estimates your age of under 25 uh then it'll go nah <laughs> all right okay <laughs> all these wains go mad that they can't play the games and the parents feel all chuffed with themselves that the ai thinks it's under 25 <laughs> americans are gonna hate this yeah, they are. Like any anything done, anything is like, ah, oh, my freedoms. <laughs> what? You never shut up for protecting children, Jesus Christ. Uh, yep. Yeah, I just thought this was a weird one, mm. and uh, a really overly complicated way to to do that. But yeah, yeah mo- most parents just put a passphrase on the console. Yeah, just, just, uh, you know, I say like uh, government and stuff. Well, that's not a government thing. That's a that's the games industry self regulation. But they shouldn't have to. 
you know, step in to force you to pay attention to what your kids are doing. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so Diablo Four has been out over is it over a month? Uh, that would be nice. Would month. be nice. Um, I guess it's time to fuck the whole thing up then. <laughs> Make a pig's ear of it. Uh, so Blizzard released a patch. Um, yep. which was just made to nerf everyone and stop people from having fun. Yep. Because we can't have that. <laughs> they must have got the idea of Rockstar. Yeah, fuck that. No fun. No fun. No fun for you. Uh, yeah, so they basically nerfed everything and slowed progression way down. Uh, they're saying this is to stop players from going through stuff so fast, uh, which sure. is real fucking stupid. Uh, when it's you also think about it, bullshit. yeah, well, you could see it, but even if it wasn't, so they're like talking about the players that are get once it came out, just played it nonstop until they got through the full thing. And they're like, oh, like you shouldn't base the. Th- base it off those like think of the the person that works the full-time job and comes home and has like two hours to play diablo every night and you know you just you've just completely got rid of any chance of them getting to the the end game um yep yeah they they had a a campfire chat whatever that is uh and said uh we fucked up we'll never do this again um, are they going to undo this is the question probably not they'll just make changes to the change they've made yeah I don't like again this is this is mostly a single player yes you do co-op but like why why make the game more frustrating to play um, so they're trying to slow down the, they've obviously got an idea right we'll slow down progression because we've got i don't know said event or battle pass coming up and we want people playing this all day every day why don't you just make it harder yeah, why don't you just put, this- put more enemies in i think they're doing that actually um makes too much sense <laughs> nerfing's never a good idea for stuff when you're doing balancing nope. Because it just nah. fe- it feeds bad for every player. Um, yep. You're better to make stuff more powerful. Now, you do run into the the problem with power creep then, but, you know, uh, that, it's up to you guys to solve that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you clearly aren't able to either, so I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you shouldn't be nerfing shit a month out of the gate. You're like, oh, everyone, people finished everything we did. Um, but, like, I don't know if that's because people complain about, oh, I'm out of content or whatever, but people like that that have completely done literally everything there is to do in this game, well, go play something else then for a while, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Stop winching. Um, yeah, I got a, a wild review bombing over it. Uh, Metacritic user score went into 2.2, which is nuts. Um and then to make matters worse, they released their uh, battle pass and they thought they'd be cute and have it give you 666 coins, you know, because mm. Diablo, um, which is not enough to buy you anything in the shop. 
And it's also not enough to buy the next battle pass, which, you know, is a pretty standard thing for battle passes. If you complete the battle pass, you have enough shit to buy yeah. the next one. It's like, nope, yep. can't. Fucking um, hell. Although, like, speaking of... Oh, yes? I was just saying, speaking of updates and patches, obviously Street Fighter Six got a big patch yesterday for Rashid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They broke it. it they broke the game. <laughs> He came in too hard and wrecked the place. <laughs> that turbulent wind was just too much. I don't know what the I don't know what the actually is broke. Is it he's broke or they fucked up? You know the. I think they had to take, they had to take servers down and all. So I I think it, I think it fucked the game, but it's working oh, again now. Oh, is it working again? Okay, because it was a big update. Like then I was reading just earlier. I was like, oh, I've Capcom, I've apologized and all this here. I was like. What the fuck did they do? Ah, oh, dear. Broke. Um, there's been a leak out of Sony, and I don't think this is a leak, or it's a really shit leak. Uh, it's about that Project Q thing, you know, the handheld, oh, yeah, yeah. and it was pictures of it, but they've already shown it, so... Yeah. What the fuck? What they do? <laughs> We still don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's going to be far too expensive, and it's going to be pish. Yeah, it still looks shit. Uh, um, the leaker's saying it uh, appears to be running on Android's tiramisu software. Awesome. Right. <laughs> so it's an app. So what? So it's a big mobile phone? Uh, well, it's running off Android, anyway. Sure, all, all it's doing is streaming stuff, so, you know. Uh, well, that's, that's what we're all, assuming. That's all it needs. I'm pretty sure they said that. Yeah, they did. They did, didn't they? Yeah, this is your your shit'll have to be on your PS5. Uh. Um uh, Ubisoft set everybody off. Um they basically started sending emails out to inactive accounts saying you have thirty days to, to respond or we're closing this. Uh, this account um, and you can they gave you a button to cancel account closure um, and then everyone went where's my games where did my games go um, which uh, that's a fair question mm. you can buy Ubisoft games on stu- Steam it needs a stupid launcher if Ubisoft stopped their online thing, say Ubisoft went away and all your games on Steam, can you still play them? Uh, hmm. I would, no, probably, uh, probably not. Um, yeah. Cause isn't that how it works? It does like a background launch, but it still verifies using that launcher. Because I think that's how when I'm launching games through GOG on Steam, the wee GOG logo sort of pops up quickly on my taskbar and then closes again. So it's almost like a quick verification to make sure it's there. Yeah. So, basically, that this was all a bunch of uh, people panicking for no reason, really. Um, mm. So they, Ubisoft basically do half, they, they should actually be doing this. Um because basically, they're saying we 
they don't do anything with accounts that have been inactive for less than four years. Uh, and if an account is inactive for four years, um, it counts as like personal data they're keeping for no good reason. Mm. Uh, and they're not allowed to do that. Uh, and they've come up, uh, come out saying um, that any purchased PC games are not, uh, or accounts with purchased PC games won't be deleted. So the people that were getting these emails uh, were accounts that hadn't bought anything anyway. So we're just like, I don't know what the fuck. Because uh, them or you owning a, a Ubisoft game, uh, that counts as a reason for them to keep your data. Mm. Uh, but if I don't know how they're getting away with the four years though, or they must rationalize it somehow by saying, "Oh, we need to keep this for four years," because it's supposed to be two years. Um, if you don't need it, um, yeah, it is. You can only keep it for two years. Uh, so they must yeah. have some. Uh, they must have some convincing reason for for being able to keep it longer. Um. But yeah, everyone, everyone had a wee freak out. Hmm. Uh, uh, what else do we have? Baldur's Gate 3 has 17,000 endings. <laughs> oh yeah, holy shit. It doesn't have 17,000 endings. Maniac. It can't be. I bet you there's the, like, it'll be the same same ending with like tiny tiny variations in text or something because of choices uh so uh it was one of the game's writers that said this and they were just being uh Fascistas? i don't think they were but i think they were just being silly and not explaining it right no the lead writer right. had to come out and be all like Right, it's not 17,000 endings. Uh, there's 17,000 variations on how you can get to the ending uh, uh-huh. with all the choices you make. Um, so he said, think of it as a spider web and you start at the right. outside and make your way to the middle. That uh, makes more sense. Yeah. So it's like 17,000 paths to the end. Mm. Uh, and some of those will be like, uh, this you made one dialogue choice that was different. <laughs> but uh, that that game comes out uh, in August as well, third of August comes out full release. I've had it in early access and stopped playing it because I wanted to wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's very very good. Mm. Uh, and then lastly, um. Do you want a pizza controller? <laughs> <laughs> controller that smells like pizza. That's a bit of a weird thing to read. Yeah. Why my Xbox are doing this? I don't know. Pizza controllers. This is obviously for the, the upcoming Turtles film. Yes. Not game film. Just very quickly though, this film looks fantastic. Have you seen any of it? Uh yeah, I've seen a trailer. Um the the thing that made me go uh, a bit is the fact that they just lifted the animation style from the Spider Verse films. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but because I love that animation style so much, I was all cool. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, I do as well. It's uh, I think there's. I'm just being cynical, but it is just oh, like that that hit Spider Verse hit. So we'll do one. 
turtles, but you know, it does actually look good as well. Um, a trailer has made me laugh, and when a trailer makes me laugh properly, I go, Right, this is going to be good. I, tur- turtles. Someone, I get Raph throws his fucking dagger or something and it ricochets off everything and it hits Donnie in the leg and he just lets out this fucking window shatter and scream. <laughs> So uh, I don't. They're actually like proper. This is like going back with like proper wings as well. So like Donnie's yeah. wearing glasses and shit. Yeah. And I'm like teenagers. Nah, they're proper teenagers again. Uh, yeah, it's so uh, it it does look a good lot. But like, you think about it, there's so many teenage Ninja Turtle things where they haven't been teenagers for so fucking long. Now. Uh, there's DLC coming out for that uh, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, there is. It's like a the same kind of thing they did with um, uh, Streets of Rage. It's like a survival mode. Yeah, and it's got Yusagi uh, Ujimbo. Yeah, there's gonna well, that's one of the characters. They said there's gonna be three characters. Anyway, they want this controller. It's got a scent diffuser uh, stuck in the. It's just a big awkward, but a pizza coming out of it, and it gives off pizza smell. But what type of pizza smell? I don't know. See, uh, some people like different types of pizza. Like, if you have mushroom or something, I'm going to gag all over it. Uh, turtles make some weird-ass pizza, say. That's true. Like chocolate You've seen my shit on them, marshmallows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't get very weird. I mean, like, Mikey's a... He's, I love Mikey, but he's a fucking sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, re- I recently rewatched that original... 90s turtles film hasn't days the day man all right there's still some silliness in it like or you can just tell it's like guys in suits at some point no whatever but script wise it still has you laughing that's hmm. uh, uh yeah i haven't watched them in ages I probably should except maybe not the third mm. one i tried to watch one of the, the newer ones and got like part way through oh. it's like this is fucking yeah. awful i done the same thing. I got about halfway through it. This is absolute pish. Everyone says, oh, but the second one's better. And it's like, I, because the first one was so bad, I, I'm not going to put myself through that other one. I don't care if Bebop rocks data or not. Which, yeah. you know, they should, should have been in the second one. But They they should have been. I don't know why they were at Razor and fucking Spike. The fucking job squad. Um, But one thing is uh, it is it's, it's big, big Seamus that plays uh, uh, Bebop. Oh, he plays the b- before they get turned. I'm jerk, like well, it's all CG, but it's still him. I mocap as well as well. <laughs> yeah, hmm, makes sense. At least I think it's Bebop he plays. That would be weird, said Seamus. With big uh, mohawk and pink fucking mad glasses. Hey, 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 he's known for a mohawk. Well, that's true, actually. And that's the, a the very good point. Mad facial hair. They just dyed it purple and they said, Where you go? <laughs> Where you he, go? He already had it. Does he do an American accent, I wonder? Or is he just. Uh, yeah, like... I wonder. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm going to bet probably not. <laughs> 
<laughs> be worse than be the only man's who American accent is worse than Liam Neeson's. <laughs> oh, probably. Um, Liam Neeson's American. Fucking shocking. Uh, shall we get into some wrestling? Uh, that's a nice sort of segue into the wrestling, seeing yep. as we're speaking of Seamus. What do you say, Tony? Let's fucking go! <laughs> TK's ready. Well, he's more enthusiastic than JR's ever been. <laughs> I don't have any JR clips. No. You don't want any, unless you get what the hell, you little bastard. I, I can only have four up at, at any one time. Um, unless, I, unless I pay for this. All um, right, okay. Kame, Kame, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm sort of just switching as I need them. Yep. Um. Hey, Roosh has resigned. That's good because I was worried he was gone. He's too dangerous for TV. He's too, he's too dangerous for TV. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I, anytime that man is in the ringle, you know you're in for an absolute blinder of a match. He's so hard hitting. Yeah, you know, uh, he, there's, there's going to be a big trios match with House of Black. Yeah. And, Andrade, Roosh, and. Hmm. Trialistico? Well. Could. Or who are you thinking? Uh, I want Naito. Oh, okay. I want that to be the trio. That would um, be pretty awesome. They're all coming out in their white suits. Because mm. that would actually be pretty cool. It's like the opposite of the House of Black there. They're all in white. <laughs> it would, I. I mean... Um, yeah, it's just the the whole suit thing, and that's the that's the original guys yeah. and the the faction. Uh, something something in Globernales. Should just say LFI, <laughs> just LFI. LFI. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see him. He'll be showing up on Rampage at some point. Not Rampage. Collision. Collision. Mm. Um. So. Uh, to be honest, I didn't watch <laughs> Rampage this week. Uh, I watched a bit of it. A bit? Uh, wasn't it like one match? It was pretty much the Royal Rampage and then a couple of squash matches. Mm. Uh, but on Dynamite, uh, Jack Perry beat Hook. It was a fucking cracker match, though. In a very violent match, yeah. Yeah. I have I I do I did enjoy the uh, the wee thing at the start where they obviously start playing the Tarzan boy. Uh, cuts to the video of Jungle Boy burying himself because <laughs> he's yeah. clearly dragging a body in the desert. Yeah. With his boots it's kind of so like uh, I buried the boots. It's like who the fuck was wearing them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he buried more than there the boots. Somebody, there was somebody in those boots. But it was a cool sort of thing, like, right, Jungle Boy is dead. Yeah. And then he comes down to fucking Mozart's Seventh Symphony, and then you're like, oh, okay. Fifth. It was fifth, sorry. It Damn it. Fifth. Damn it. <laughs> Always get that one mixed up. What did you think of the, um, uh, the, the music? 
the the the, the Mozart or yeah, Beethoven's fifth. Something. Beethoven. Beethoven. Uh. God damn it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, this, to me, what he's trying to do is put it. So everyone was thinking that he was going to go for this Hollywood brat thing, right? Yeah. Fuck that. What I'm thinking is he's not. He's going for this. I'm. It's going to be like this intellectual thing because everyone obviously knows who Jungle Boy's dad was. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep calling him Jungle Boy by accident. Everyone forgets who his grandfather was. It was his grandfather. His grandfather was Alan Sharp, a famous Scottish poet, one of the most famous Scottish poets, actually. And he was a man of insane intelligence. And I think that's the route that Jack's going to go down. This, you know, snobby sort of, oh, you people don't understand a thing. I, I'm too smart for this business and all this here. That's the route he's going to go down. Like, he's an intellectual. He's a, he's a genius type thing. Like, yeah. he, he beat Hook using his brain, not his, not his you know, brute strength or anything. The that's one, me. Just uh, no, that's a, the, I, I think that that's, that's a lot more interesting than the uh, being a Hollywood brat. Also, ho- Hollywood brat... Hollywood Brat is very much still like a oh I'm a, a young person starting sort of thing where mm-hmm. this is him trying to get out of that and be like a, a proper um you know a proper fucking contender in in yep. wrestling um so Brat still puts him in his his dad's shadow basically and mm. um yeah exactly exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it still it still seems like a gimmick that you would want to grow out of. Where this is him growing out of his of a gimmick, and the what you're suggesting there is something you could you could do forever. Mm. Um, the the one thing uh, like with with Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, like I I know like the using classical music is great. Like the tons of guys have done it. You know, Claudio's. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Macho Man, um, Ric Flair, uh, Danielson, the the yep. the piece of music they all use, like they they hit or immediately or they build up very fast and then they're very high energy. Whereas Beethoven, that movement of Beethoven's symphony, it does the famous, but then it goes really quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder will. I wonder will they get Ruckus to do a version for him, maybe? But then, mm. if he's trying to do the intellectual thing, yeah, I think it'll. I'll get used to it. Like it's, it's blast the volume up. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> fucking blast the volume. Everyone. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, he cheats. He does, and I loved the smile during the pin. That was fucking brilliant. We we did get a, a, a kind of shitty looking ref bump. Um, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, Jack Perry uses the belt to hit hook. Uh, Taz fucking beside himself. <laughs> fucking yep. hell, he maybe thought he was gonna clash Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, brilliant match. So two of them look fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, you enjoy the, the. I'm enjoying the Alex Marvez stuff. Yes. Al Scoops. Al Scoops. <laughs> Cassie Jericho and 
Colin Cowles. Yeah, just uh, thought I'd mention that. Um, and then we did with the MGF uh, and Adam Cole stuff. So first we, we had the, the, the Chinese restaurant part with the spicy food. Yep. Um, that, that, that fucking restaurant is unhinged. Why did they give MGF 100% alcohol? <laughs> trying to kill him? Now he said 100% alcohol, not 100 proof alcohol. Yeah, he said 100%, yes. It's like, well, like that, ethanol. That that, um, that waiter is a murderer, <laughs> attempted murderer. Um, yeah, that was an hour, an hour fun segment between them two. Um, <laughs> was it when he seen the restaurant? He's all, "There's gonna be so many poor people in here." <laughs> <laughs> what they were eating looked really good, though. It did. I look spicy. I like spicy. <laughs> Um and and then they of course they 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 had the the final of the easy for me to say of the blind eliminator tag tournament. Um, this gets really really silly, but in a really good way. Um, oh, the dance off. Start off with the dance off. Um, <laughs> got Fucking M- Garcia has some hips on him. <laughs> <laughs> We've MJF dancing, he's thrusting like a maniac. <laughs> well, he can't, he can't dance, and then um, yeah. get Sammy doing his thing, and then they're like, Cole, Adam Cole, he's like, me, and they convince him, and he just starts, he does thrust like a maniac, and that's like, it's like right, oh, that's enough, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> um, yeah, crowd was super into that, um, yeah. They're um, well in the MJF. Yeah, uh, and then the the match they're like trying to get the the double clothesline the entire time, mm. um, which they get eventually and does does finish the match. Um, and we got the interesting part after uh, Guevara and Garcia Jericho had come out to be on commentary uh, and went down the ramp to console them. They just blanked them. But yeah, I think we're seeing an end of the the JAS, and he's gonna probably join uh, the Callus family. Callus. Um. So we we had FTR come out afterwards as well to to face off. Um, and FTR also had a promo on Collision. Mm. Um. Now I imagine this this is part of you know the history of mjf and part of the angle uh mm-hmm. but jesus christ dax harwood seems like a asshole <laughs> what was he muttering about again well on on dynamite it was all um they, they, oh, came yeah. they, they played uh the oh we've got to yeah. mention the mashup the mjf um, yes, Adam Cole matchup. Right, it's like they do this matchup. It's part of the storyline. Um, Cole surprises MGF by having their both themes matched up, which is the whole tag team thing, and they play that at the end. And then Dax gets all fucking salty in the camera and says, Tony, next time play our music, we're the champs. It's like they made this music for this very moment. Um, See, I have to, when that was happening, I was like, right, because I, I thought Dax and I thought FTR and MGF are good buddies, are they not? No. 
All right. Uh, I don't think Dax enjoyed his time doing the pinnacle because, you know, it was all benefit MJF and no one else got over out of it, which he's not wrong about that, but, like, let's, let's not be... Um, and I don't think MJF wrote the pinnacle storyline, like, so I don't know why you'd be salty at home. Jesus Christ. Um, and then we, we had that... Uh, the promo on on collision where he's uh, basically shit talking the dancing and all yeah yeah Which... and how he wanted to punch kids <laughs> he wanted to punch kids he says there was these kids that were laughing at him and he says well seeing as i can't beat them up i'll beat these guys up and stay and you're like wait are you telling me you want to go punch these kids or something <laughs> what i was maybe i missed something but I just remember looking at this because I'm working away here because it's obviously on Sundays and I just hear him talking about punching kids and I was like, what the fuck, Dax, are you up? He's a very grumpy oh, man. He is a, he's nearly nearly as grumpy as Pac. <laughs> nearly. <laughs> Pac's the most crabbed man in AEW. I don't care what anyone fucking says. Um, the only thing I found very interesting about that though was when Cash was talking beforehand, he did mention a couple of teams that he still has business with. And one of those teams was the Bucks. I am surprised that name was even allowed to be mentioned on Collision. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't understand what people are booing again when the Bucks. Oh, I know. I know. Well, Bucks I mean. FTR thing. Huh? Yeah, that's but, what I. Uh, no, I think people just boo the Bucks. It's the Punk fans that just boo the Bucks just because they think. Oh, you it's think it was to be handful of Punk fans? I think it was. Uh, it, it's like. There's no way, like, they have the match that they had that same week and then you boo them. Yeah. Uh, when, no. they ha- when they haven't done anything heelish, they haven't earned that heat. It's like, it's it's heat on behalf of someone else. Uh, and mm. I, I, I'd love to ask one. I was like, what are you booing? Well, like, well, what are you booing? He <laughs> mentioned three teams. He mentioned the Lucha Brothers. He mentioned... The Bucks. Who was the other tag team he mentioned that he says he still has unfinished business with? Um, it wasn't best friends. No, it wasn't best friends. I'm not but sure. Best friends even had a match last year. Aussie Open. Aussie Open. That's was Aussie Open was. they acclaimed in the box that he said about? Oh, I thought it was the Lucha Bros. It's not even the Lucha Bros. Yeah, he probably wouldn't want to wrestle them again because last time he wrestled them, fucking Penta slapped them like he owed him money. Jeez, that was when they started. That was when they first came in and, they, and Penta and Phoenix were like, right, you guys are top dogs. Are beat the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of them. <laughs> oh, man. I fucking love Penta so much. But I, I remember that. Match. I remember at one point going... How are these guys not actually losing their temper with Penta? He is slapping the pussy. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're definitely come across as heels, but uh, you know MGF and Cole just so over it's it's the right thing. Um, mm. But I think how do like do you think MJF is going to be heel heel it up and turn on Cole or? And what I think is a much more interesting option and is just as likely to happen um, is MJF has been lulled into this false sense of security and he's got a friend finally, like a proper friend for the first time, and Adam Cole's just going to break him 
Yep. And turn on him. I I reckon you're probably right. That's exactly what's going to happen. We did have the wee yep. interaction after their match, where it's like Adam Cole is holding the belt just a wee bit too long beforehand at the MGF, and he he wasn't too crazy about that. Mm. Um. Adam Cole is a natural heel. He's he's much yes. better as a heel. It'll be interesting to see what way it goes. Or when it happens. There's probably more mileage in this tag team stuff. Um, but they're probably not going to beat FTR. So, you know. Mm. Do you, how do you keep that going after? Um, uh, Royal Rampage. Darby mm. won that. Yep. I, I didn't see it. <laughs> Did, did anything of interest happen? Suzuki was there. Oh, Suzuki was there. That's good. That was lethal. He just <laughs> started slapping the piss out of Jay Lethal. Because <laughs> Jay Lethal was trying to do this thing where he was all, here, me and you'll beat up Darby. And Suzuki's just, you know, sitting nodding the head at him because, you know, he doesn't speak English. Jay Lethal's chatting and chatting and chatting. This goes on for about 20 seconds. And then Suzuki just cracks him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, apart from that, there wasn't much else on Rampage. Nothing uh, else on Rampage because it's all sort of warm up stuff. Uh, the guns, not the guns. Uh, Acclaimed and Billy Gunn had a match. Um, it's QT with Statlander beating Marina. Whereas it was written Marky. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake you fucking mark <laughs> nice um, uh, I guess that was it mm. there was not a lot happened uh, so uh, I jumped in collision but um, I left the, 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 the main thing for last you know hmm. what that is. Um, Ricky Starks promo at the start of Collision. Um, tried he, he tried to turn heel, and everyone was like, "Nope, nope." <laughs> <laughs> I love that he was trying, and everyone just went, "Nope." Try very Pop hard. <laughs> um, uh. yeah. Another episode of the CM Punk show, starting finishing. Um. It's it's getting to the point where it's like a parody now. Yeah, it it is a bit beyond the fucking pale at this point. Um, but yeah, he does the like ah, uh, I won't act there. I've never cheated. I'm not mad because cheated. But if you can live with the fact you can't beat me, da da. And you know, Starks, uh, like I can beat you. That's <laughs> because like, this Vuitton bag is as empty as that red bag you've been carrying around. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we get Christian Gage come out with uh, Luchasaurus because they're contractually obliged to appear on TV. Yep. <laughs> I love Christian so much. But uh, that back, backfired on him. <laughs> A wee bit. Uh, okay, Nigel McGuinness is brilliant though on commentary when it comes to Christian though. He's calling him an absolute hero for letting Luchasaurus <laughs> rest in all this here. 
and he calls him what is it? He always says the TNT champion maker. <laughs> so someday you're gonna slip up. Someday you're gonna slip up and just call him the TNT champion. And he's all, would that be so bad? Would it? Would it? <laughs> like this guy is fucking brilliant. Um, yeah. Then we have the Darby Allen comes out. We have a bit of pandering on behalf of Punk, where he's like, "My friend, CM Punk, that was so fucking forced." Puts his so armor. It was almost like he was being sarcastic. It yeah, was it, that well, fucking he had, forced. He had this wee smile on his face when he did it. Yeah, it was weird. I, I don't, don't know what the hell. Don't, I mean, punk, don't be dragging other people down with your petty shit. Just leave, leave them alone. I mean, is that like if you want to, everyone's booing the shit out of him. Maybe is that why he, he was just. Had that sort of smile on his face. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this is still weird and very distracting. Uh, Darby can't be a heel because how mm. would you build Darby as a heel? Yeah, much the same. Yeah, but you, like the point of a heel, a heel is one of two things I find. They're either fucking self destructive or not self, they're absolutely destructive by themselves or they're a slimy, wee, cheaty bastard. I can see Darby's Darby not doing that. I can see him changing him. Slime, but he's always saying, "I'm me. I'm myself." Then yeah, he goes uh, all, it, all he has to do is go against that, and instantaneously. Uh, wonder could he do it though? <laughs> um, Teddy Long must be backstage with Tony Khan because uh, yes, <laughs> got ourselves a tag team match player. Yeah, tag team match player. Like fucking, you know, it felt so fucking late. WCW. <laughs> That's what that felt like. A bunch <laughs> of boys having a promo at the start of the ma- or start of the show, and they finish with a mixed tag match for them. And I, I literally this this is so WCW. It's also very early two thousands WWE SmackDown mm. specifically. Um, yeah, that's Punk. That's Punk spoken right there. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. I, I, the, one of the things I like about AEW is they pre-announce their cards, so it's like, ah, oh, right, this is actually, actually a fucking sport and not a clown show. Um, yeah. So that's that's why we would have a card pre-arranged for the event and not like make it up during this twenty-minute-long promo at the start of the show. Mm. Uh, but you know, that's just me. Um, uh, I concur. Andre El Idolo, El Idolo, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Rick <laughs> Andrade El Idolo, um, got thrown out of the building. Yes, he did. For he, 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 he in there, being a nuisance. <laughs> uh, it, like they just kept going. Where's the locker? Where's the locker room? Where's the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> like, They're like right this way through this door, get out. <laughs> Um, uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson had a match against Ach- Action Andretti and Darius Martin. It was a good match, and <laughs> that that was really just to get uh, Jay White and Juice back to winning. Mm. I mean, they only lost one match, and uh, barely at that. Yeah, it was a cr- like of all the matches they lose, mm. not one we lose that one. Oh, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> 
but it, it's good to keep their their momentum going because they're a big yep. part of the show and they are like one of the reasons why I watch Collision because I want to see yeah. Jay White and Juice Robinson. Yep. And the other main part being I want to see House of Black. Yes. Um, I'm obviously a Luchasaurus man myself as well. So, on House of Black then, uh, so they were to defend their trios titles uh, against the Acclaimed um, and Billy Gunn. Uh, so they, oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> so we have a House of Black coming out first. That's fine. Uh, they are champions, but, you know, Max yep. Caster got to do his rap. Max Caster did not get to do his rap. No. <laughs> Bobby Matthew was like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> he fucking need his jaw. It was well timed because like last time they met, he like, you know, he's giving him shit about Rhea Ripley, mm. who he's in a relationship with, and he was about to do it again and fucking just just Bobby Matthews tearing out at him, just fucking <laughs> emptying him. I had to um, I had to remind that it was that good though. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that guy's dead. But it's just how good the House of Black is. It's like they 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 just come across as so absolutely dominant. Um uh but they don't it's not like they're just doing match after match of the same match and winning and winning. They're always doing different things as well. Um mm. and in this they just they just absolutely take the acclaimed apart. Yeah. Um and then they, they seem to be like uh, feeding for, for the, the hot tag to Billy Gunn. Um, yep. And then they eventually get it, and he gets in. It's not a very hot tag because he just gets fucking emptied. Um, Brody King's had none of his shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking empties him. And then he... he... I, I was just going to say, I absolutely love that big clothesline Brody King does. I know where he sort of follows through and sort of just falls onto his stomach. It's that yeah, just... Yeah. Everything he's got at it, I just think it's class when he delivers that. Plus, it helps that Billy can sell the shit out of it as well. Um, he gets hit with the black mass, uh, and three, and it's over. Absolute fucking decimated. Um, but the best part then was Malachi Black kneeling down beside the defeated Billy Gunn, mm. whispering something in his ear leaving Billy Gunn breaking into tears, taking off his boots and leaving them in the ring. Yep. You know, this is... Black are just fucking wrecking everything. I love it. Do you think this I is uh, for real? A, I say there'll be a big retirement match, maybe. Um, what age is he? He's in his 50s, is he? I think he's late 50s at that. Uh, he's, he's incredible he's... shape, like. He's 59. 59? Holy fuck. How can he be in that good a shape at that age? Lots of steroids. <laughs> is, he, is he still on the gear? Uh, probably. All right. Hard to say. It's hard to say, but this could be the, the end. Yeah. That uh, was a great segment. Mm. You know, it was like a short-lived match, but worked really well. Um, mm. The main event, uh, Ricky Starks won. Hi. <laughs> uh, it was a grand match. Uh, it was fine. Um, 
half an hour game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had Punk not so much doing the, the heelish shit in the ring. Mm. Um, but it's still, uh, it's very distracting. And, uh, it's just, the, the whole thing revolves around him getting booed or him just being controversial instead of, you know, the focus being the match. Um, but yeah, uh, we got a bit of cheating from Luchasaurus. Uh, Lion Stark stayed give uh give Darby Allen a Rochambeau. Um and then he grabs the ropes like mm. he did against Punk. Um and Chris can still go though as well. He's absolutely brilliant still. Yeah. Loving Christian at the moment. Yeah. It's good that the the wins the match too. Um you know like mm. You know, he didn't want to be in that match at all. And everyone's like, ah, he's getting his comeuppance. He has to wrestle now instead of Luchasaurus. And then, then fucking ends up winning. Uh, <laughs> just real shitty heel stuff. Yep. Um, and then we have Blood and Guts yeah. on Dynamite. Uh, best one yet, I would say. Uh, it, so some people will go, oh, but it wasn't the bloodiest yet. It's like no, no, but the match itself was phenomenal. But there's uh, there was more stuff in this one that made me go ah, Jesus. Oh, well, I, obviously there was one thing in particular that made everyone go, no, oh, this this can't be happening. <laughs> this can't be fucking happening. Um, a literal bed of nails. Oh, Jesus Christ! Did you see that thing on BTE backstage? Or like this is just to show us this is fucking real. <laughs> well, I seen Kenny's back after it as well. Oh. What was it Brandon Cutler said? He looked like he'd been mauled by a bird. It's uh, specifically the part where he, the first part where he goes into it, where John Moxley sets up the bed of nails in the corner and then yes. shotgun drop kicks Kenny into it. He, he hits a flat, a flat in the back. That's fine. Well, it's not fine, but that's not even the worst part. It's where it falls over and just scrapes down the leg and you see his reaction and you know exactly yep. what that just felt like. Uh, no. Was absolutely brutal looking, but yeah, a couple, of course, with a Ben and Nails being in the match and Moxley being in the match, you, you know what, what else was going to be coming then? <laughs> Fuck, they had everything. Um, don't appreciate the crowd chatting. We want fire. It's like I fucking hate fire spots. Yeah, as they got wise up, lad. You can fuck off with that. Um. Mm. I mean, the first mention, right? So we we start with Omega uh, and uh, Claudio. Claudio. Um, good start. Uh, of course, the heels get the advantage. You can't really do these matches any other way. Um, and we have separate entrances for each person, which is new. Um, so the the music hitting and uh, having a full. Actually, they're all waiting outside, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we know why that was. <laughs> yeah, we had a big debut. We had to how to do it right. Um, and I, I think I prefer it like that. I think that that works. Yeah, I, I, the uh, <laughs> the fucking spot on the ceiling or the ceiling, the, the roof. We Yuda and Matt Jackson doing the Northern Night suplexes. Mm. I actually like 
I'm glad because I was like, oh Jesus, don't do another off the fucking cage spot, somebody getting fired off. And they didn't. You know, it was all fuck this, I'm out of here. So I was like, <laughs> I like that. Shit, I'm <laughs> out. And Matt Jackson fucking rains tax from the ceiling into the ring. Hmm. <laughs> That was cool. Um, yeah, just so much going on. Yeah, the, the, I, I like the the tax that that was new. Uh, well, uh, it's not, it's not something I've seen before. Um, and it, it sort of didn't make sense to me at first because it was like Hangman and who else was it? Was like Pack and was it Claudio had them in like a power palm position? Yeah. And he starts raining tax. I was like, I oh, power bomb him on this. <laughs> <laughs> but then they, they uh, do the they do the reversals. Uh, um, into the tax. Uh, Moxie got glass involved very early on. No, <laughs> um, well, as soon as he got in, he was like full on with a fork, just straight, yep. straight away. And then I liked him teaching. Wheeler Yuta, how to use the fork yes. <laughs> in the middle of the match. Um, obviously, great same pack again. I love, love same pack. Um, <laughs> first thing he did was just straight to Omega and start kicking shit out of him because <laughs> he's he blames him for the nose. Yeah. Um, excellent. That the double stomp through the table as well in the middle. Jesus, the height he got off that that roof. Amazing. Yeah. I was worried that that table, because that was resting on the ropes. It was like, what if it yeah. doesn't break and you just spring up? <laughs> but nah, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Um, now, of course, we have a, a, a Bushi making his, yes. his debut. Loved his entrance. Just came in and just started sparking everybody out. Uh, just kicks. <laughs> you know, just Punches, kick everyone. Um, that's what he does. He kicks people. Yep. The big, the the big showdown between Takeshi and Abushi was very cool. Yeah, uh, we need a, a singles match there, um, definitely. Um, it, it's well, it's not his first match back because he's been doing all our independence. But there, there was a wee we botch where he's like going to do the uh, yeah the roll, roll through German suplex, but he just couldn't couldn't get him. Yep. Yep. But oh well. Um, he's brave. He's on him as well. He's uh, well built, Abushi. Abushi, yeah, he's uh, he's bigger than he was. Um, he used mm. to be a lot slender, sort of like sinewy. Mm. Not, not so much. Does this so mean? Much. Does this mean that Excalibur can no longer say no one in AEW has kicked out of the one winged angel because now someone in AEW has? I guess. Well, he's, he's not kicked out of it on AEW TV, he but... Isn't. Yeah, who the fuck knows anything about DDT? <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. Well, obviously a lot of people, because they lost their shit when Ibushi came out. <laughs> mm. A lot of, a lot but, of teasing as well for uh, Golden Lovers spots that, that yeah. never, never really happened. Um, but yep. we've got to uh, do more of that down the line. Yep. Um... Because I'm sure these guys will take a bit of time off and then we'll be into whatever the fucking... And the other match was very interesting. Yeah, I really like that. Um, yep. the, it, again, different from the the, the other ones made, made this stand out. So we get the the really cool part as well with the... Um, 
you know the the face off yes all five or what five in each ring and then i think they do that every time though but it's just just still cool to see it's still very cool uh... um yeah so basically then is it the bcc are in control and they're beating the yep. shit out of kenny um and then they're doing, hitting him in the corner. Pack runs in. Kenny moves. And then who is it that follows up? Uh, Claudio. Claudio. Hits Pac. Uh, Claudio and Pack have not been. <clears throat> they haven't been liking each other from the moment the match has started. So this is actually really cool. From the moment Pack yeah. and Claudio have been in, they've not been in agreement, but they're just doing it to actually, know, get through. Everything that happens in this match was all your build to the Ring of Honor title <laughs> match <laughs> for Death Before Dishonor. <laughs> I have to watch that. Yep, um, that's what the title match was. Uh, Cla- oh, Pack Claudio and Pack. Um, yeah, Pack just goes right. Fuck this, I'm away. Pulls bolt cutters out and walks out. And then Don Callis goes down the ring and says, ah, "I see where this is going." No, Mon, and and, <laughs> and takes Takeshita and leaves. Um, Moxley gets handcuffed to the ropes, and. The elite just proceed to fucking brutalize Yuta until Moxley surrenders. I I think that was the cool, interesting part. It was Mox surrendered. Mm. So that was very. They had the the tax on the the fucking shoe, oh. you know, and uh, uh, choking him with a chain, and Yuta was basically going to die. Yeah, um, it, it just showed. The elite guys go to sort of a, a level of violence they've never been. Um, mm. And it lets, I mean, Claudio had an interview, it was like, we brought them to our level. So mm. in the end, we won the war. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, obviously, we've seen on BTE, there was the promo after the match when the cameras were off. Yeah. Uh, shaking hands and all. Shaking hands and Kenny. Kenny, I fucking love Kenny on the mic, but he just, he seems to do his best stuff. It seems to go, right, cameras are off. Time for me to cut cracking promos here. Yeah, he always does that. Yeah, fucking uh, always cuts a promo after Dynamite, and you're like, that would have been good on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, fantastic match. Fanta- I'm guessing this is the end of the BCC uh, oh, Elite yeah. Feud now. They all shook hands. So, That's, we're all good. So, like, the, the, yeah. main, the main, like, uh, it was a couple of dynamites ago uh, that I think it was a, a Kenny promo, um, maybe a P tip or whatever. But he said, "Is like what we're about. We're about friendship. We're about family. You guys are about violence. We'll win in the end, and that's what. That's how they won. Mm. The BCC like had their two guys that they just brought in, just abandon them in the middle of the match. Um, mm. But the the elite, you know, Kenny." Brings in his oldest friend. He's there as backup, uh, and like they they stand together in the end and, and win the match based on that. And it's it's just that's just really good storytelling. Um, yep. Friendship beat violence, <laughs> but they beat violence with violence. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I crack a match. I, I definitely agree. That was been the best blood and got so far. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I. I Never seen a bed of nails used in a match. <laughs> I think it's because they've learned things with everyone. Yeah, true, true, um, true. And and changed stuff to um, you know, counteract that. Um, but yeah, re- really nice payoff. Mm. Um, 
And now we're going to start building to what we're going to see live. I sort of, I, that's just what I was going to finish up with. Like, I hope what we start to see now is build up to all in. It has to be. Ah. Um, yeah. Can't wait. I guess that's, that's it. Well, if you don't mind, can I take five minutes and very quickly smash through Slammiversary? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go for it. So Slammiversary was over the weekend that it was actually... I missed it because there was so much um, AEW stuff on TV. Clean forgot about Slammiversary, but there was a couple of real standout matches um, that I just want to talk about. Uh, first, as per standard with Slammiversary, they started with an Ultimate X match. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had Jonathan Gresham, Kevin Knight from New Japan, Speedball Mike Bailey, Kushida, Alan Angels, and the returning Jake something. So... He was obviously the odd man out in this match because I don't know if you've ever seen Jake something. He's a big son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, but great match. But Alan Angels, he's left, uh, you know, EY's, well, he's not EY's crew anymore. The, the Diener's crew, he took over. Yeah. Um, he's still a hilo because near the end of this match, he just realized, wait a minute, there's no DQs. So he just started dick punching everybody. <laughs> just turned around. Just, punching absolutely everybody um but then it, it cost him his comeuppance because uh everyone then decided wait a minute because they're all coming around one by one and he's up the you know the ropes himself and all five men are standing underneath them they pull him down and two boys just grab his legs pull apart and three guys just proceed to just over punch his dick something shocking <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious uh but ended up being won by Kushida. it was a very very good match um a lot of crazy high flying shit, obviously, as you would expect. Um, another match that stands out for two reasons, which I w- wasn't surprised or w- which I was a bit surprised about. Uh, Scott Damore, who is the sort of portly fellow that runs Impact, I'm sure you've seen him when you yeah, were watching it. Yeah. Yep. Team Canada. Yeah. He was Team Canada. Yes, <laughs> he he was having a feud with Bully Ray, and Bully Ray was supposed to have. Uh, Macklin, but he obviously got injured, which is why he dropped the title and all that there. So Bully then worked with Diener and Scott DeBoer was all right. Well, I'm going to have somebody. And for ages, we were all convinced I've got Petey Williams because it's Team Canada, it's in Canada, and all this here. So Scott DeBoer comes out and the Canadian, so the Team Canada music starts playing. This fucking EY comes out, Eric Young. Just comes back out the, and and he's an Impact wrestler. He was what November he left, and he's back. Obviously, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about this. You know, yeah, he went back to WWE just before Vince came back. Just as Vince came back, he's been doing interviews, and he literally says, "I, I couldn't, I morally couldn't work at that place." Um, so I got my release. So he didn't right. even have to do it. He didn't have to do. Apparently. He didn't have to do his 90 days because he wasn't even on uh, TV. That's how it works, yeah. partly. Yeah, yeah. If you, so if you haven't been on TV, you can just fuck off straight away. Um, but yeah, EY, obviously being EY, still in fucking fantastic shape. But the other thing that surprised me, how well Scott Demore can move. Like I've, I've never, I can't really remember him even back in the early days, but Jesus, he was dropping. He does this wee knee drop thing, and then he does this crack and we roll and all when he finishes through. And he can 
it can fucking move hey, for a man of his size for a palladium. Um, does a Canadian destroyer to finish, but then the finish itself is EY with that absolutely gorgeous elbow drop of his. I love EY's elbow drop. I think it is one of the best in the business. Better than CM um, Punk's. <laughs> a little bit, aye, a little bit. Um, Leo Rush is our new X Division champion. When, when um, CM Punk does the elbow drop, this happens. <laughs> <laughs> so Leo Rush beat Chris Saban in a very weird match that lasted a minute. Uh, they don't like this. I don't know if he's legit injured or something, but they don't miss uh, Saban's hurt, so he can't thing, but he tries to continue. Um, we have new tag team champs. Did you used to watch NXT UK? Uh, no. Okay. Do you know who... Morgan Webster or Mark Andrews is? No idea. Better. <laughs> they used to wrestle. They used to wrestle. Well, Mandrews used to be an impact and then Flash Morgan. Do you remember I went to that shitty Belfast wrestling? Yes. He was there. That's how the only reason I knew him. Uh, but they done like a four-way um, four-way tag team match. And obviously the Bullet Club's ABC, uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin were the champs. They almost set the record, but they didn't get there. Um, but the problem was they had Moose, Rich Swan, Brian Myers, and Callahan running around as well. So all hell was breaking loose between them ones. Um, decent wee match. The next match was actually really, really good, and that was Frankie Kazarian and Eddie Edwards. Uh, fantastic match. Just the two of them just doing. I wouldn't say very, very old school, but it was a lot of chain wrestling and shit like that. So it was was very, very good. Um, really enjoyed that one. Uh, then we had. Uh, what was she called in WWE? Naomi? Naomi? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's called Trinity in Impact. Uh, she had a match against Diana Prazo for the belt, and she took it. So we have a new women's champion, or a knockouts champion. <clears throat> uh, match, uh, no very, very good, there. too. Um, really, really good. Uh, I wasn't too sure if they were just going to have Trinity come in and take the belt, because she hasn't even been there that long. Um, and Diana was just, like, to me, she is one of the fucking best women's wrestlers in the world at the moment so I don't know I wasn't I wasn't too sure what way that one was going to go it's the big um, name though isn't it like it is I guess I, I guess but I don't, don't get me wrong I mean she's very 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 good in the ring I just think Diana's on a, another level up there but I suppose it makes a sort of a deal as well that she's beaten Diana Perazzo hmm. um, and then our main event was so I should point out, uh, there's been five title matches so far, and five titles have changed hands. So everyone, this was the big story, you know, will it continue for the main event, which was Alex Shelley and Nick Aldis. Um, this was actually a lot better than I expected, because I am not a big Nick Aldis fan. I find him kind of boring. Um, he, that man enjoys a chin lock way too much. <laughs> uh, it's fucking 90% of his, his, his match is a fucking chin lock or hold of some Psychology! Sort. Slow it down! Fuck. Slow it down, um, brother. <laughs> but uh, it was actually pretty good because obviously you have someone like Alex Shelley working with him um, and they were doing the power and the speed thing, but Shelley got the win because Aldous was doing the whole overconfidence thing and fucking Shelley just went to town on him when he turned his back at one stage and just fucking blew his knee out, I think. And that was the end of that. So we had... Uh, Alex Shelley remaining, but all in all, it was a good event. It just, it, I can't believe I fucking forgot about it, but uh, yeah, 
enjoyed it. So it's good to see Impact are still doing the, still keeping the nice steady uh, flow of. Uh, I'm not going to say they're like fucking as amazing as they were in the heyday, but they've still got a good show going, which yeah, is good to see. Got a niche like carved out. They definitely do. They definitely do. But I know their next big event, they're doing another joint uh, thing with New Japan, which is, I think it's sometime in August. Oh, so. yeah, the uh, multiverse or whatever the fuck they call it. Oh, yeah. So uh, that'll be good. Hmm. All right. That is going to do us this time. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, goddamn menace with this thing yes. <laughs> you're gonna have to come around here and just uninstall it <laughs> <laughs> no I'll come around and make it 10 times worse because I'll be giving you ideas to put in there <laughs> I guess, like that's yeah. some royal, royalty free music they can just play so to play us out instead of just going oh, okay. okay bye I haven't done that in a while so there it is it's relaxed okay all right, we're going to go now. Um, right. See you next time. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.